Let's talk about getting a lot out of your feet to supersize and grow your business. Sharon Harnell from here, also known as Pajama Grandma. This is an expression that comes from world, the Second World War, World War II, when American soldiers, they wanted to move faster. They say, get the lead out, get the lead out of your feet. Imagining that there were, you know, heavy lead weights in your feet. Now, I actually used to walk around with ankle weights. Sometimes I just pack them up as I'm moving. That's reminding me of it. And that would make my feet actually physically heavier. So it would have to put forth more effort to lift my feet. And that actually felt like lead weights. They weren't lead, of course. They were just little ankle weights on your feet. And so the expression, get the lead out of your feet, it means, you know, to speed up, to move faster, get busier. Let's get the show on the road. Let's get moving. Uh, and I use this, I've used this expression a lot. I must have grown up with it because we had, I, one of my sisters was really pokey. I remember my mom called her the pokey little puppy after the book because she was always going to the beat of her own drum. She was always at her own pace, which was slower than the rest of us. And so um, I think I probably grew up with, come on, hurry up, get the let out. And I like the expression because I tend to have my own pace, which is a lot faster than a lot of other people's. And it can lead to frustration. If your pace and your expectations are of everybody moving at your own pace or, or moving at your pace, not at their own pace, you can get frustrated. And it can, it can actually cause problems and strife in your business and in your life. <laughs> I know my pace and my drum beat at a different pace than my ex-husband's and we're not in a relationship anymore. I know I've had people that have worked for me in my departments in corporate America or in my businesses throughout the years where my pace and the pace of our organization just didn't fit with their pace, their level of comfort in terms of how fast things moved and how fast we work. Um, I had an Italian food business for over three decades and it, in manufacturing, the work is set up in a process that has to flow and each task, each job, each process depends on the previous step or the previous person's doing their job at a, at a pace. And so you'd have to get the pace set for the entire line, for the entire process. Now, sometimes in manufacturing, there's equipment that sets the pace of how fast people need to work. Other times it's set by the human beings. And in a handmade operation like ours was, the pace was set by the human beings. And it was really interesting that some people have the ability to talk and work with their hands at the same time. Other people totally do not have that skill. And it's an acquired skill. Sometimes you can, well, of course, everything's an acquired skill. You can learn that and get better at it. But there were certain people, it was so funny, we would laugh because we'd be like on, you know, people would be on the line working and making the products and somebody would be talking and talking with their hands and not move, no, not doing their part in the process and the whole line would shut down and stop. So <clears throat> the way to, you know, to get around this expression, this getting the let out, to get moving, to get busy, to move or to work faster uh, or work more quickly, it, it depends on the situation like everything else in life, right? It depends on what the task at hand is. I am a person that will tend toward procrastination. If it's, if the task or the job or the project is something that I don't feel strongly about, or I don't feel a sense of urgency about, I will find ways to procrastinate or put off or not do something, especially something I don't like to do, 
or that I'm uncomfortable doing. <clears throat> I think that's human nature. Maybe not. Maybe that's just me. But I'll tend to do that. <clears throat> um, and I think if, if we're confused or if we're not sure exactly what to do, we tend to procrastinate or work more slowly. When we're brand new, getting to get used to a new job or a new location or a new, <clears throat> excuse my throat, a new situation, we tend to go more slowly. It's expected. We don't immediately start running. First, we have to learn to walk. Whenever we're doing something new, we need to cut ourselves some slack and understand there's a learning curve. And yeah, we'll get better and faster and, and quicker at something once we know what to do. <clears throat> but there's some things that we expect people to do just because they've already got the skill set. Uh, <clears throat> how quickly we get from task to task or move from place to place. Sometimes, you know, and it has to be okay for people to work at their own speed. But again, each situation, each culture has a tempo that we work at. And we tend to attract people that work at that same tempo. <clears throat> now, how do you do this? How do you use this? Get the let out, work more fastly, work more quickly, get busy in your organization to grow and supersize your business. Number one, by setting the example yourself. You set the tone and the pace for your business and your organization. That's what the owner and the leader and the visionary does. Once you set that pace, you give people some range of freedom within that to do their own thing and to be themselves because we want people to be themselves. You know, I don't expect and I wouldn't have ever expected the person in R&D to do something as fast as the person on the production line. R&D is a slower paced, different paced entity and, and division. R&D is where we experiment and we, uh, we try different things and we hypothesize and we, we play with the processes. In manufacturing or in the different departments, the process is already defined and so the pace is different than in the research and development department. Um, <clears throat> I think that the most important thing to do is up for yourself and for other people is have to have clear expectations. This is what the expected result is and this is the timeline, a reasonable timeline in which we expect it to be done. That's why all of my projects and all of my um, action steps and action items always have an estimated timeline. Okay, I think this particular job is going to take me 10 days or this project. Now, if we ask about me moving my physical home, don't ask that. That timeline has been infinite. <laughs> it's coming to an end. I'm moving. I'm like Every day you'll see it's a little different around here because I've got boxes and backgrounds and things that are always changing. Uh, but that has been an open timeline. Not a good idea for me. I need to have a closed timeline. And the next thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that you provide the support and the resources that people need to meet the expectations that you've set. <clears throat> and then you do the same thing with yourself, right? We can't hold ourselves accountable to things if we don't be resourceful and get the resources we need and then hold ourselves accountable and um, with the expect expectations and the timelines that we set for ourselves. And when we do that for ourselves, when we set that example for ourselves and hold ourselves accountable, it's easy to hold other people accountable as well, right? I never ask or expect anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Uh, I never, I, you know, it's sometimes we're a lot harder on ourselves than we are on other people. I would never be as hard on other people as I am on myself with respect to expectations. But I am clear about this is what I expect. 
This is the timeline we're going to agree. And we agree upon it. I don't just arbitrarily make up a timeline. I worked for a boss who used to do these what-ifs scenarios. And he would expect us to stay up all night, all the department heads, to stay at work all night and come up with these answers by you know, 7 a.m. tomorrow morning so he could prepare it to go show it to his boss. And um, we did a lot of those in, in the five years that I worked for this company. And every single one of us hated that because it was always a last minute. He got an idea and wanted to know all of the what-if scenarios around it. But he always needed it by this super tight, unrealistic deadline. You know, some of us had families and and kids, young kids that needed to be attended to and spouses that worked. And so it was kind of crazy. And so I like to make sure that as I'm growing my organization that I'm clear on, hey, this is the project. Let's work on it together. This is the timeline. What works for you? What works for me? <clears throat> this is when we really need it done by. And then we, we agree on when it's going to be done. And that way I'm not always telling people to, to get the let out. So have you ever told anyone to get the let out, either up their feet or out of their pants or to get moving or get your, get your rearing gear is probably the one I've used the most, at least with my kids. Um, but that's it. Have you heard this expression? Have you used this expression or some version of it? If you have, share in the comments below so they don't feel like I'm alone. If I can help you in any way, shape, or form, let me know. Hit me up in the comments below. Otherwise, of course, I will be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. Have an awesome day. Bye.